Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Thursday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today, looking forward to digging into the loss that was the primary race that Liz Cheney was facing back on Tuesday. To help me do that is our good friend Kenny Cody. But before we get there, want to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor, and that is the Expat Money Show. Head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash expat, where you can sign up to subscribe, that is, rather, to the amazing Expat Money podcast. Don't worry, I have something for you to sign up for in a second. But first, let's subscribe to the Expat Money Show, where you can learn how to protect the money that you work so hard to earn from ambulance chasing lawyers, nefarious creditors, and greedy, unjust governments. Our good friend Mikhail Thorpe is going to help people just like you to invest internationally, secure second passports and residencies, eliminate your tax bill, and take advantage of offshore structures so you can travel the world freely and never have to worry about money again. And okay, I go back to saying you need to sign up. Yeah, you need to sign up for the Expat Money Summit. It's taking place November 7th through November 11th. Five days, 30 expert speakers, amongst them the one and only Congressman Ron Paul. So you want to get your free tickets? Head over to briannicholsshow.com forward slash expat. Sign up. Get your free tickets to this virtual summit, the Expat Money Summit. Yes, one more time, com forward slash expat. All right, folks, so on to today's episode. I mentioned it. You know him. You love him. It's our good friend from Cody's Concerns, Kenny Cody. Welcome back to The Brian Nichols Show. How are you, Brian? Doing good, brother. Thanks for having me on, man. Great to have you back, Kenny. And uh, you're doing the Lord's work, my friend. You're you're in the, the public education system actually trying to help educate and and fight back against the indoctrination of our kids, number one. Number two, you're the Cock County GOP chair, might I add, the youngest ever. And number three, you're out there writing bangers every other week for Town Hall, or today we're talking about a piece you wrote over at Newsmax. Kenny, I don't know when you have time to, to sleep, but my man, you're doing amazing things. Welcome back. What's been new in your world? I just get back to work, man. I've, you know, I've been trying to write columns. We just got through our, our primaries in May and then again in our general election here in the county, but primary state and federal wide uh, here in Cock County. So we're, we're glad to be through with that. All of the general election. I hope the GOP can take their momentum into November. Hopefully some candidates can revise some of their strategies. And I know some Republicans are down the polls, but I have confidence that uh, summer's always pretty rough on Republicans when it comes to polling. So I'm hoping we take some momentum in November and defeat the Socialist Democrats. I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's talk about um, taking out some of our own ranks first, because sometimes you got a clean house, right? We saw this in the Libertarian Party. Now we're seeing that right now in the Republican Party as well. And uh, one of those folks who uh, their their clock was cleaned, and that was the one and only daughter of warmonger himself, Dick Cheney. And that is Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, congresswoman out in uh, Wyoming, and she was soundly, soundly defeated in her Republican primary. Now, if you go on to any corporate media entity and you turn on the news, you're going to see sob stories. Every Everybody's saying, we would welcome Liz Cheney on to our show. And then, of course, Kenny, they're going to ask the question, so Liz, are you preparing to run for president in 2024? They're all excited to talk to her about maybe her future political aspirations. And let's be real, it's because she's a foil against Trump and she's a foil against the rest of the GOP, right? But if you're in the GOP, 
there's a lot of reasons that we should be celebrating. And uh, frankly, we should be looking forward now in a party without Liz Cheney. You wrote an article over at Newsmax. The reason to celebrate Liz Cheney's losses are many. And hey, we got about 20 minutes or so, Kenny. Let's dig into some of those reasons. Why should we be celebrating if you're a Republican Liz Cheney's loss out there in Wyoming? Uh, for one, just the general election momentum. I mean, we're getting, we're cleaning house, as you said. We're getting rid of these rhinos. We're getting rid of these sort of moderate squishes. And, you know, I've seen a lot of criticism of, you know, myself and other people who are celebrating this loss. But, you know, the good thing about it is, yeah, tr- you know, Cheney did vote with Trump 92% of the time. You know, that, that, that's about the fact that's true. However, the 8% that she did not vote with him are some of her worst casualties during her congressional tenure. Those votes to send weapons over to Ukraine, the votes to promote the military industrial complex, the votes to go to war in Afghanistan, in Iran, in Iraq, in the Middle East, to solely benefit the military industrial complex that her and her father are invested in. So yes, did she vote with Trump 92% of the time? Absolutely. But the 8% she didn't vote with him are some of the most harmful policies in United States history. And some of the most that, that most bad mistakes that Republicans can make in foreign policy. And that was the 8% she didn't vote with him on. And that's why she got beat. Uh, as late and early, well, I don't want to say late, as recent as 2020, I advocated for Liz Cheney to be thrown out of leadership and defeated in a primary. Why did I do that? That was before she came out against Trump. That was before she voted to impeach him the second time. The reason I did that was because she was advocating for primary one of the best, if not the best member of Congress, uh, Thomas Massey. She donated to a white supremacist primary challenger. Her and Mike Turner both gave him donations and had to withdraw those donations or at least requested their donations be withdrawn because he was a white supremacist. But the reason that Thomas Massey was being primary is because he wanted people to go on the record in funding war and wanted people to go on the Republicans themselves, holding his own party accountable. Because at that time, even in as recent as 2020, the Republicans were not necessarily an anti-interventionist party. We had about 30 members, uh, maybe even 20 that were pretty anti-interventionist. But now with this new breed of Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, uh, Thomas Massey and others, we have this new breed of Republicans that are anti-interventionist and are, are anti-war, advocating for defunding the police, defunding the NSA, the ATF, libertarian Republicans who are this new breed that are the most hated. And I, and I can see why, because they disagree with the establishment Republicans like Elizabeth Cheney. But you know, as recent as two years ago, I was calling for her removal as, as caucus chairman. I was causing her removal from Congress in general. And I'm glad everybody caught up to speed because <laughs> she got beat to death by 38 points by a libertarian populist that advocated against the military industrial complex and her campaign issues. So I am very glad that I was right two years ago and I'm glad that the party's up to speed now. Well, and we always talk about when we, we talk about the world of sales, resetting narratives, right? You're not, you're not responding to your competitor's narrative. Let's let, let's think about this in the business perspective, right? If yep. I'm competing with somebody, I am not responding to the claims or the positions that they're framing me in. That how does that help me? If they're saying, "Yeah, well, uh, company A over there with Brian, they uh they their prices are really really expensive." If I go in and I'm 
responding to that narrative saying, listen, my prices are really expensive and here's why. Now I'm, I'm playing their game versus, and this is going back to the importance of what we saw here with Liz Cheney losing, and that is reclaiming narratives, resetting narratives, and it, it, it shows why it was so important. When you look at the way that Liz Cheney has been personified, especially in the corporate press, is what, Kenny? She's personified as a conservative, a, a, a true you know, rock rib Republican. Her, her, her dad was Dick Cheney, the, the vice president of George Bush, and they, they, they think that this matters. And that this actually, that they can actually gaslight your average American because before they could have, right? They, they could have made that argument that, well, she, she is a conservative and, and that would be the likes of everybody that would be in power. But now your average voter, they, they see past that. And that's frankly why you're seeing folks like Harriet Hageman go ahead and not just beat Liz Cheney, but absolutely pummel her and doing so on a populist message, as you, you mentioned, but taking a populist approach that it's focusing on reclaiming narratives. It's focused on reclaiming truth, reclaiming what what is and is not true and factual. Um, I had back, I forget, must have been like sometime in the middle of COVID, our good friend Britt there on the show from uh, Freckles and Britt show, and we talked about the importance of words mattering. And this carries through to where we are today. Words matter principles matter and consistency matters. Now, Liz has been consistently wrong and let's focus on some of those areas. You mentioned a few of them. I wanted to touch on really quickly her admonishing John McCain of all people about torture. Now, let's just touch touch on Liz, Liz Cheney and torture. And Kenny, I'm sure you could go on a little bit more in detail about just how horrific her, her approach to, to torture was. Uh, sure. I mean, somebody like John McCain, who, even though I disagree with everything that he ever stood for in terms of, of neocon foreign policy, in terms of caving on health care bills and all of his other failures while he was in the Senate, he was a prisoner of war himself. He was tortured himself when he was in war. And he knew how maniacal that torture really is. And you have somebody like Liz Cheney telling a prisoner of war that, that torture is a good thing for the United States to be practicing. And this doesn't come as a surprise because her and her father have advocated for measures like this, whether it's in the Middle East, whether it's in our own country, that the federal government needs to punish people and needs to make sure that the sovereignty is protected and democracy is protected by torturing people and killing children like they've advocated for all of their careers. And Dick Cheney continues to do that. The reason that Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney don't like Donald Trump and don't like the new populist movement isn't because of election integrity and <laughs> the integrity of January 6th and the awful event that it was. No, they hate us. They hate Trump people. They hate populists and libertarian populists like me because I disagree with how her family is worth anything. And one of the best things that I've heard is, you know, I saw Dan Rather and a couple other media people saying this is the death of the Republican Party. I say I piss on its grave if it's with the party of Liz Cheney and Dick Cheney. The new Republican Party is a populist libertarian message that rejects the establishment war perspective, rejects the propping up of the ATF and the propping up of the FBI and CIA and the NSA. If that is the Republican Party of past then I say to Liz Cheney, her father, and other neocons that propped this party up before, good. I hope it dies a meaningful death and a new party can rise up. And that's exactly what is happening. 
with all these impeachment Republicans getting primary, with Liz Cheney herself in Wyoming being beat by 38 points. And let's not forget that this is the same woman who uses any other issue to try to prop herself up. She actually admonished gay marriage when she was running for Senate and, her, and denounced her own sister's marriage when she was trying to appeal to the Republican primary voters in Wyoming when she was going to run for Senate. Not for Congress, but for Senate she actually lost. So let's not forget this is the same woman who will use literally use and prop up and virtue signal any single issue in order to prop herself up and her net worth actually increased by 600% the last two years in Congress because she has used January 6th and election integrity and anti-Trump messaging to earn money. This isn't a woman who deserves anything to feel sorry for. This is not a family that deserves any of our admiration or any of our motivations. If that is the Republican Party that is dead now, then I'm glad it's dead and it should be dead and buried. Well, if you're a Liz Cheney fan or a Neocon fan and this conversation's pushing you to drink, well, no worries. I have a perfect wine for you. Blood of Tyrants. Listen more. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. And by the way, Kenny Cody... You partake in, in wine. I do not. I do not drink anymore. Uh, but you do. And you ordered some of our Blood of Tyrants wine. Talk to us. What was your experience? It was fantastic. I mean, you know, any red wine that you can eat with a steak and that, you know, had a great taste. It wasn't too heavy. Uh, it, was, it was easy to drink, especially with a meal. So I, I really enjoyed it. And the people at Blood of Tyrants, you know, afforded me two bottles and I absolutely enjoyed it. I, it was it was uh, very smooth. I don't like a very thick wine myself. I don't like something that's very, you know, staunch, staunch tasting and things like that. But that was just smooth as it could get. So I, I really appreciated that, that from Blood of Tyrants. And it was well worth the money spent. See, now you're making it hard for me because I, I don't drink anymore. And I want I, that. <laughs> I want to partake. However, I'm going to take your word for it in this case. And folks, if you want to go ahead and uh, not just take Penny's word for it, but actually go ahead and uh, try some Blood of Tyrants wine, as I mentioned, $5 off. Use code TBNS at briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. But fast forward, Kenny, let's let's gonna go towards not just uh, the future, but specifically Liz Cheney's future. Now, this was teased immediately after her losing, not by anyone in particular, but by her. And that was her comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln in the possible ascension to the presidency. And Liz Cheney actually thinks right now, as do a lot of other folks in the corporate media who are fawning at asking this question uh, over the past few days about her future political prospects. Liz, are you planning on running for, for president one day? Maybe in 2024? She won't rule it out. But Kenny, I mean, the writing's on the wall. This is absolutely what she's doing. She's putting herself in a position right now to be an alternative to Joe Biden and an alternative to that just evil, evil Donald Trump. So talk to us. What are your thoughts on Liz Cheney's political aspirations? And oh, by the way, where will she find political home? I know it's not the Libertarian Party. She think maybe the forward party? I hope she comes and gets her another dose, is, I, is all I can say. I hope she runs. Please, Liz, I'm begging you, please run again. So whoever we run in 2024, be that Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, or anybody else, I beg you to run. Because people don't even realize it's the same issue that's happening in Alaska with Lisa Murkowski. I mean, the Democrats are the ones who switched over and voted for Liz Cheney. 
that's happens in open primary states. Democrats are switching over and voting in GOP primaries in order to prop up the least effective or the least bad Republican in that certain election. So I hope she runs because she won't take any votes away from Donald Trump. She's going to take votes away from Joe Biden. She's going to take votes away from the Democratic nominee. Those virtue signaling independents are going to are going to choose a choice. They're not going to choose Liz Cheney. I promise you that Liz Cheney is everything the Republican Party has always been hated, hated for. She not may not be as vocal and she may not be as populist and may not be as blunt as me and a bunch of other people. But she is that no sensible independent is going to vote for a Cheney as an alternative to a Democrat or a Republican. And I promise you that more Democrats will switch over and vote for her than would vote for Donald Trump or Biden. I mean, it, it, it's a it's preposterous to think that she's going to siphon off on Trump's vote. If anybody has is as a testament to that, look at Dave Wasserman's tweet. That primary itself proved that he, he's not going to siphon anything off of Donald Trump. So I pray that she runs. I really, really, really hope so, because that'll further signify that we are not the party of old and we are not the party of Bush, Cheney, or anything else. And the fact that she compared herself to Abraham Lincoln, that's absolutely hilarious. If Abraham Lincoln didn't get beat by 40 points, he may have lost a few state legislative elections, a few congressional races, but he did not get beat as an incumbent for 10 years when she had won every other election by 40 points in primaries. And all of a sudden she gets beat by 40 herself. That didn't happen to old Abe Lincoln. I promise you that. And the fact, I don't know what the phrase was. I forget who it is. It was a vice presidential debate. You know, Senator, you're no John Kennedy. Liz, you're no Abraham Lincoln. So please step up, get beat to death again. I would love to be writing another article in 2024 about how pathetic you are. Well, and it speaks to hope, right? And this this is a message to my libertarian friends, big L libertarian friends, right? So I was down at Young Americans for Liberty, uh, Revolution 2022, and I got to hang out with a lot of the, the Republicans there who are running as big R Republicans, but with small L libertarian principles. And I gotta tell you, it feels like the momentum, the energy, and seeing the votes like this take place, it is not with the neocons. The Republican Party of yesteryear is no more. Just like the Libertarian Party of yesteryear is no more. Now, that is not to say that we, we need to, to run awesome libertarian candidates. As a matter of fact, I encourage that and I bring a lot of those candidates on, especially when there are no good Republicans in the, the race. When we have only our Liz Cheney's versus the, the alternative version, which is going to be a Democrat. And, and we need to have a, a real third choice, but not just a third choice, a real alternative bring different solutions. And thank God we're seeing a libertarian party now leading more effectively, but we're seeing a Republican party do so as well. So I think it is important for us to acknowledge Hey, good job, GOP. Good job on cleaning house and good job on starting to focus more on a lot of the issues that, frankly, we've been talking about for 40, 50 years in the Libertarian Party. I mean, I'm hearing my Republican friends now echoing they want to abolish the FBI and the uh, and the Fed. They're looking at getting rid of the IRS. They're against public schools. I'm like, what's happening? Like, what? When did when did you start adopting the language that I was called a radical for just maybe two, three years ago? But that's where the Republican Party's at, and we should be 
we should be encouraging more folks to go that route if that's the route that's easier for them to get towards liberty. Our goal is not to get folks to align themselves with a particular party. Our goal is to get our country more free, to make individual people's lives more free, to, to help get our grandkids to have a more free society where they're not straddled with tens of thousands of dollars of debt, soon to be hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt the moment that they enter into this world. So we have an obligation to help change people's minds the best way we can. And what do we always say, folks? It's to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. If they think that the only way to get liberty into action is to use the Republican Party, then who are you to fight them on that? Help them at least navigate the right people to support, or at the very least, the people they should not be supporting, like the Liz Cheneys, like the Bill Crystals, like the, the Dick Cheneys, the George Bushes, the Bush Empire, the Cheney Empire, they are gone. They're no longer in control of the GOP. That is something that if you were to say that in 2015, you would have been laughed at. But Donald Trump, the the business tycoon from New York City enters the race in 2015 and completely changes the political landscape on its head. So, Kenny, with that being said, I know we're already hard-pressed for time here. You wrote this banger over at Newsmax, and obviously you've been doing a lot more great stuff, not only at Newsmax, but at Town Hall and a number of other organizations. So if folks want to go ahead and not only uh, continue the conversation with you, uh, but go ahead and read some awesome work that you've been doing, where can they go ahead and do that? Yeah, so I wrote a piece about it uh, actually just last week. Uh, it's called An Authoritarian Regime, if you can keep it, about uh, the FBI's raid of Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago. And I also wrote about the IRS getting funding through a, a – by the way, I am against Senate Republicans as well that voted for the bill that would increase IRS funding to hire 87,000 IRS agents and arm them with handguns and weapons of war. Um, so, you know, our, our federal government is becoming militarized. Our federal government is becoming too large at all levels. So please go and read my writing criticizing both Republicans and Democrats on these types of issues at townhall.com, at newsmax.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I always post my most recent article as my pinned tweet. You can follow me right down here. Right, whoop right here at at Katie Cody TN. That's the same on True Social. You can find me as Kenny Cody on Instagram and Facebook. Please add me. Let's be friends. Let's start conversations and let's push liberty through whatever avenue we can find. Amen. Final thoughts for the, uh, the episode today. I'll start with mine, Kenny, and that is the importance of speaking truth to power regardless of whether it's popular or not, frankly. And that's actually the exact episode I aired there yesterday, folks. It was specifically addressing how Ron Paul in 2008 uh, led the charge. And uh, he, he made it so it was not... It was not as difficult for us today to talk about these issues because he was talking about them on the main stage, even when it wasn't popular, when he was not, you know, when he was not the, the main opinion on stage. The main opinion on stage was Rudy Giuliani, was the likes of the Dick Cheney's. It was the likes of the neocons that were on that stage that were, were leading the, the conversation. And Ron Paul spoke truth. He, and he did so despite the crowd that he was facing against. So it's important for us to do that as well. I'll make sure for your, if you're out here on the YouTube, I'll include that for you right here below us. Uh, so just go ahead, click that in the, uh, the, the final little video link there at the end of the episode. And it'll bring you right over. That's my final thoughts. Kenny, final thoughts for you. Well, just a message until it's all your Libertarian Party friends. I'll go ahead and tell you guys, I'm not locked into the GOP that much either, or I wouldn't be appearing on these types of podcasts by Libertarian Party members such as Brian. But my message to you is celebrate this. Celebrate losses of neocons that have been 
pretty much pushing against libertarian values for 20 years. Don't try and paint it like, oh, we shouldn't be celebrating this because the only reason she lost was because of Donald Trump. No, let's celebrate neocons being beaten primaries and warmongers being beaten primaries because I promise you that the Republican Party is changing better for the better, no matter if you like it or not. I know that a lot of people don't want the Republican Party to be better. I know a lot of libertarians don't, and I understand why because that's the problem you have with the Libertarian Party. But for once, can we just join hands and kind of wish that you know one of the major parties is starting to realize that the past is the past and the future is the future? So please, I'm, I beg you, if you're a Libertarian Party and and you're, or you're part of the Republican Party and you just hold libertarian values, let's, let's join hands and actually signal and celebrate that a warmongering sycophant like Liz Cheney is no longer going to be in the halls of Congress anymore. And if she runs again, she'll get beat to death. The party is changing, just like the LP is changing for the better. The GOP is changing for the better, too. So don't just try and slam dunk on, oh, you know, we can't celebrate this because this is Trump. For once, just pick up your bootstraps. Don't try and make this about the GOP or make this about the LP. Just celebrate that a neocon warmonger is no more. And if you want and to share my thoughts, if you want to join me in this fight, please, I will I will go on any podcast. I will I will join you in calling out either Republicans or Democrats that are holding up neocon values and hold up interventionist values. Let's just all join together and try to push liberty forward. Amen. And uh, you know what, Kenny? I saw that on full display there down in Florida. It gives me renewed hope. I know I'm going to be speaking out here at a Libertarian Party event uh, just this next weekend. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that here in Indiana. And I'm going to be hopefully bringing the same energy I brought down there to Florida to the Libertarian voters that I brought to those young voters in, in uh, Young American for Liberty Rev 2022. And that is the sense of optimism because, yes, the energy is on our side so long as we continue to meet people where they're at. So with that being said, said, folks, thank you for joining us on today's episode. I will include Kenny's banger of a, an article there at Newsmac in the uh, the show notes, so please go ahead and give that a click. And uh, by the way, if you have not gone ahead and uh, followed Kenny on social media yet, what are you doing? Go ahead and follow him, please. And when you do, give him a shout and let him know I sent you uh, his way. Uh, with that being said, yes, for our, our audio listener, by the way, if you did not know, we have a, a YouTube version of the podcast, so please go ahead and click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you over to briannicholshow.com where first you can go ahead and find the entire transcript of today's episode, all 560 plus other episodes, but yes, a direct link to our YouTube page where when you head over there, hit that subscribe button, that little notification bell so you're not missing a single time. We have a new episode air five days a week, and uh, folks, I... I truly cannot thank you enough. The reviews have been so, so just great to read. So I'm glad that you guys are getting value. I love hearing your questions. If you're here on YouTube, give us a question that you have for future episodes uh, below in the chat. Otherwise, with that being said, that's all we have for you today. It's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for the one and only Kenny Cody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't 
forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.